Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Birds of Prey podcast. On this episode, we interview head coach Jordan Clark of Florida Atlantic Softball. Grant, this is our very first episode where we interview a coach, and not just any coach, but a head coach. What can listeners look forward to from your interview? Everything. I think the whole episode is awesome. If there was a coach I wanted to kick off with, this was going to be it. Um, Her story is amazing, and it just got me really fired up for... The Owl season on uh, softball is coming up next week. But I will say, if I want to pinpoint one story, I just love the story of her renovating the facilities on her own. You don't see a lot of coaches do that. And she talked about how a lot of people ask for things and she just wanted to take it in her own hands. And it's just, that's a unique story to her. But I think every minute of this interview, I had a lot of fun. I hope everyone listening had as much fun as I did. I had a lot of fun listening. And personally, as someone who's never watched softball before, This episode got me super excited for February 8th and this upcoming season. So, if you're from the Boca area, come out and support your softball owls next week. Here's a taste of what you can look forward to. Welcome to the show, Coach Jordan. It's one of the first things I was going to ask you. Not a lot of coaches want to go by their first name. Yeah, I I think it started, I used to be a teacher and they used to call me Coach Mac. And then over time it's evolved to Coach Jordan. And then sometimes Jordan comes out and, you know, as long as it's appropriate, I don't really care what they call me. When we talked to Trinity, that was the general, that was the general name. I was like, wow, I didn't, the whole year I'd follow the team. I didn't know that the team had addressed you by your first name, but that's a very different, I think it's a really endearing thing for the players to feel that you're more of a friend than yeah, Anything. I think it's it's weird when when you your softball career, the start of your coaching career, you go by one last name and you get married and you change your last name. And so it's it's definitely different. And so you try to just figure out what works for you, what's natural for the girls. So they started calling me Coach Jordan and I'm like, all right, I like it, sticks with it. And um, it works. So has that been since Ohio State or is that something that happened here? No, I definitely think since Ohio State. Um, that was kind of where it started. Um, at Arkansas, they kind of couldn't really feel what to call me. And so then at Ohio State, we just stuck with Coach Jordan, and we've been rolling with it ever since. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you had a good you had a good run there. Um, I think you guys played here the year before mm-hmm. you took the head coaching job here, right? Yeah, we did. So I actually played here as a college player. I played here coaching at Arkansas, and I've played coaching at Ohio State. And we opened up at Ohio State the year before I got hired here. Um, our very first game, it was against NIU on the field. And I remember sitting in the dugout and I just remember thinking, wow, this place is beautiful, right? This is a really cool place to coach. It would be a really cool place to win games um, and to make some history. And so it was just something that always kind of stood out to me that my career over time has always brought me back to this place cool. with zero connection in my life to the school to Florida, or to Florida. At all. Yeah. And was it, was it even as a player, was there something when you had that first moment here as a player where you thought that it seemed like something special could happen in both. Yeah, I just think like, I know it sounds cliche, but the outfield's lined with palm trees. It's sunny. Like you just feel like you're on vacation. And so when you think of a job, you never want to think of a job as like something you have to do. It's what you get to do. And so to me, I thought of, okay, if you get to play here, you get to coach here, you feel like you're always on vacation and doing something that you love. And if you can mix the two, how special that really could be. Your stadium's really cool. I think that the softball field being right on the airport 
is kind of one of the more underrated backdrops of a stadium. That we yeah, have I will say when campus. you're getting mad at the team and you're wanting to address them and you have the private planes flying in and out every single day, it's like right when you want to say something really important, all of a sudden the big private jet takes off and I'm like, are you serious? But I do, I think it's wide open. I think it has a ton of potential to grow. I think that where we're at right now is in a good place with the stadium. But I think like looking long-term and into the future, we're in prime time location, I think. Yeah, I think whenever the opportunity does come up, a renovation is something that will that could make this field really exciting. I think that won't be long before the stadium is filled with fans. It was already starting yeah. to pack as the season went on last year, and people got kind of surprised by how well the team was performing. Yeah, you know, it's you your first year, you kind of just get so set on let's win ball games, and I think the best marketing for your program is winning. And you know, you can do all the fun things and all the promotions and all the giveaways, but ultimately, if you win and you put a good product out, people want to come. And so, when they're ready for the stadium renovations, I have a head full of ideas, and I'm I'm just excited to see what it could be and what it could grow as. It's going to be something awesome this season, though. So if fans haven't been out to a game yet, I highly recommend February yeah. 8th when you guys open up. It's going to be a really – I think that the team is going to be something – I got to watch them in the fall, and it was a different level of competition, obviously, than what we'll experience. It's actually the complete opposite. We were experiencing kind of some of our local teams, and now yeah. we got a bunch of Power 5-type teams coming in right out of the gates this year yeah i mean our opening our opening weekend schedule wow i mean we we just decided and it was like we wanted to put ourselves in the best possible position like when you're looking at postseason you're looking at your season and yeah we won 35 games last year and it's like okay what's the next challenge we could win 35 again and we could make our schedule easy and make sure that we had games that we could win or do you want to win against the team's that it means more, right? And so, um, you know, bringing in Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio University, um, Arkansas, and Marshall that first weekend, um, it's a weekend that is pretty star-studded in teams and competition. And, you know, if you're a softball fan, I think that first weekend is definitely going to be exciting to start the season. If you're an FAU fan, we need you because one of the factors of some of those early season tournaments is their fans travel. So. They see Boca Raton in the schedule. It's cold where they are, so they come here and say, this is a vacation. Our kids are playing here. Friends are playing here. There will be a lot of road fans in the building. um, Yeah, and I think that's something that I noticed last year, you know, being my first year at FAU and us hosting those those non-conference tournaments was I was amazed of how many people traveled to watch and just seeing the stands full even when we weren't playing from opposing teams' fans. Um, And I think our fans have done a really good job, and I think they're starting to take to our staff and to our team and just really excited about what's to come. We've added some really good additions, whether it's the transfer portal or whether it's freshmen or our returners who have been through here through the ringer and through all the changes. And so it's really exciting just to kind of see where we're going. And um, I, I want people to come out that first night, that Thursday night, February 8th. We open up with Marshall um, in the nightcap in the primetime slot against Arkansas under the lights with the palm trees, you know, the new padding on the walls, new team. It's going to be pretty exciting. And you get to see a lot of our pitchers. We have a lot of pitching depth this year. And in the first week, it's usually five games, usually five games or so in a period of like four yeah. days, right? Isn't that, yeah, isn't it's that generally ins- the way it it's works? It's insane. Softball and baseball play more games than any other team on campus. Um, we play a schedule of 55 games. We play five to six games a weekend. Um, and it goes from usually Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, an, <laughs> I remember last year from the tournaments. It's yeah. an intense, it's an intense thing. Intense. And it really tests the pitching depth because yeah. you can't use – 
last year for a lot of our season, we were using Gabby both Friday and Sunday yeah. for pretty much the entirety of the game. So really it just left Saturday for other people to fill yeah, in. Yeah, Saturday it was just, hey, like let's let's put our pitchers together and let's see how we can, you know, divvy out innings and just piece a game together. And they did a really good job with that. Um, Ainsley Lambert's a returner. She was a closer for us last year. Phenomenal. But having Gabby back, having Ainsley, um, adding Trini Slaughter back from Maryland, you've got Jade Martinez from USF, and you've got Kelsey Indris, who was just a freshman last year and has grown tremendously over time. And Kelsey so. looked good in the fall. Yeah, she did. I'm telling you, like, I walked away going, okay, we got depth pitching. If you have pitching, you're going to be okay. It'll be exciting for her because she should get opportunities these yeah. first few weekends because yeah. when you're playing five games, um, <laughs> you kind of need everybody. You're, we're going to need everybody. <laughs> and is it a strategic thing in those games where if we get – really far ahead or really far down early where you might pull a pitcher quicker because you kind of know strategically that, wow, I got so many more to go that maybe I want to do players kind of know you might be more flexible with the way you're using everyone than you would in a three game weekend. Yeah. There's definitely strategy to it. You got to be smart with it. You got to look at, you know, what are the best matchups with your opponents and looking at type of hitters who has lefties, who has righties, um, where are we at in the game? How far are we ahead and softball? If you get eight after five, it's a run roll. So ideally, you know, if you get up six, six, Oh, you don't just want to randomly put a pitcher in and then potentially extend that game. You want to get it done in five. Um, and that's where a hard part is, is a lot of times players and athletes think, okay, well, we're ahead. Well, why can't I get an opportunity or why am I not getting this? And it's like, okay, well, if a, t- if a pitcher is going, you know, four innings shutout and we got one more to go and we're up eight zero, it's like, do you just let her finish it? Um, or do you give some experience here and there and give some innings out? So there's definitely a strategy. There's a little stress that comes with it because you want to beat everybody in five. But ideally, you also need to know for the end of the season when you get into conference and you're playing on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series and you only have three games, it's, hey, is this pitcher ready? Did I battle test her throughout the year? And if we don't, are we ever going to? So I think that it is important to find some consistency there. So probably it's mostly in the pre-week of looking through those five games and saying, hey, when's the best time for me to get this person an opportunity and maybe getting them in the start or, or finding any yeah, mapped and I out. Think, I think we're pretty honest with our girls of who potentially are starters, who potentially are closers, who middle relief. And so just making sure you know your role. I think that's the one thing in, in college athletics is a lot of times, you know, whether we get transfers from other schools or, you know, our girls, you know, things that they want to see changed in sports is they just want to know. They want to know. And the unknown is really scary. And so knowing that, hey, I am going to start this game. Hey, I am in relief this game. Hey, I am last on the depth chart in this game. And just kind of knowing that so throughout the game they can kind of pick and choose where they're at and, like, where their headspace is so they can kind of get ready for whatever we ask of them. I think one thing you did in that front that's very valuable is we played a pretty intensive fall schedule. Yeah. We played pretty much every week for a number of weeks. And it's cool for fans. You got to come out and really see where the team was at. But I think for players, they got to see where they were at too. You you really got to see an idea of, all right, we're going to have a season now. And the season that we're having now, this is the lineup. This is kind of where we're batting girls. This is – we're going to have – this is our second team. But you also had the opportunity to kind of demonstrate with those second set of five innings if you were on that second team, here's the way I'm handling pitching. Let me kind of maybe show you that – Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we definitely played a lot in the fall. I think knowing my personality a little bit, like my girls know we're going to compete. We're going to compete in practice. We're going to p- compete in games. Um, there's a winner and there's a loser always. And um, how do you, like, even though we're winning a fall game 15 to zero, your innings still matter, 
right? Your innings still matter. Do you get ahead in the count? Do you get a strike within the first two pitches? Can you get off the field in 12 pitches? Um, and those are little little victories and little battles that they can win to show us that when it comes time to season, are you ready? And so um, so it was, it was a really good fall. It was competitive. But honestly, our inner squad scrimmages – we're way better than we could have ever asked for. Like the level of competition is insane on our team. That's because the amount of grad transfers you brought in. Yeah. So all these girls are looking to win their spots. And I think that there's probably a lot of grad transfers will be in our starting lineup come opening night. Yeah. But for the women who are returning, it's a whole different, yeah. they want to go at least make their best efforts to go win their starting job. So it probably made for really excellent games during the Yeah, And I think it makes your freshmen, we have seven freshmen. So it's okay. I can come in and be upset that we added grad transfers, or I can look at it as, Hey, I have this girl who has played college softball now for five years. How can I learn as much as I can from her? Because when she does leave, I want to take her spot. A lot of, or a I lot want of power, a lot of play, power five programs, top twenty five programs, yeah. deep runs in the tournament. So that's a really valuable yeah. thing to have around is that expectation of hey, not only are we going to make the tournament, but you have a lot of per people on this team that are very used yeah. to going deep. Absolutely. You got Cam Jackson, who's a transfer from Duke. She's played in two super regionals. You got Callie Kildow that's been in three super regionals. Um, and you've got some girls who have never been to a regionals. And so you kind of have a mix of, okay, I'm in my career. I have been at a power five. Maybe I've only made it to conference tournament. And, you know, I look at Becca Jones from Purdue and, you know, her team barely made conference tournament and it's a power five. And so they're all coming from different experiences. And so this last year, they're all kind of itching and itching and wanting like different things. But um, I think the big thing that we preach in our program, whether they were a transfer from a power five or you got recruited, like we are going to treat FAU softball as if you are the best of the best. There is no mid-major. There is no power five, whether it's from the uniforms, how we play the game, how we coach the game. We want to treat this like any other school in the country that you see on TV. And so, you know, it's been funny just to kind of see experiences from different schools to now. And some of the girls are like, wow, this is tough. This is a lot harder than we thought. And I'm like, but why though? And I think that a lot of times we think, okay, because we go down a level, either A gets easier, the competition gets easier. And with us and our staff, I actually think it's opposite. And so um, it's been really fun just to see and just have different, um, different levels of competition throughout the group. And hopefully, I know this last year, so I mean, I remember the first game I saw our team last year. I went to your opener, mm. and um, I was sitting with Alvin. It was a part of your hiring process, which uh -huh. was very cool. It's a very <laughs> cool thing because I, I turned to him and I said, man, this team looks very ready. <laughs> I like they, 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 These girls look very prepared. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he started to talk to me about how how your hiring process went about and why that wouldn't be yeah. a surprise. And it was completely obvious that from game one they were so so ready to make a statement because they knew that the practices were so hard yeah so that's without me even ever talked to you or knowing much at all you could just tell the attitude of everybody was wow we've been working our tails off and we're ready to show that we we learned a lot in that yeah, process and i think i think my coaching experience is a little unique and so i've been an assistant at ohio state a power 5 i've been an assistant at arkansas power 5 and i played at a mid major of miami of ohio and so i feel like i bring different levels of experience which kind of you know brings me to how i want to coach how i want to run practices what i want our girls how they i want them to look at the program and so um yeah i mean it's it's competitive and i think where you look at last year's group Talent level wise, were we as deep as we are this year? No, but I think our girls knew that like we want to work and we want to prove that we deserve to be here and we want to impress our new staff. And so they did an awesome job last year of just buying into everything we put their way, which was a lot of different and crazy stuff. I thought it was 
as fun as anything to watch on campus last year. The uh, We had a Final Four run, which was a pretty cool yeah. thing. But I think one of the things that was really enjoyable about watching your team was the effort that was consistently put in on a game-to-game basis. There were people that... It's a nice thing to know that everybody out there is giving everything that they have. Yeah. As a fan, that's a really beautiful thing to go and witness. And, and players really got the most out of what they were able yeah. to bring to the table. And there were a lot of... There were a lot of amazing defensive plays. Yeah, a lot of games yep. last year. Um, it was just a really special. Well, thing. I think they were bought in. I look at you know Becca Jones, who was our starting second baseman, and she would play the first four innings. And my mom, who had been a three-year starter for FAU her senior year, she comes back for her fifth year, and she lost the job out to Becca. Great walk but you song. would, but you would, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you would, fantastic. You would have never known like the relationship that they had and how she bought into. I'm coming in in the fifth inning. I'm going to make the best defensive play that I can make. I'm going to come in for my one at bat. I'm going to make it count. And I just, it was so special to see that relationship and just to see that like, we got really creative with our lineup. We got really creative with what we had and how we can manufacture runs. How could we put out the best pitching staff out there? And so, um, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. I mean, Gabby obviously had a breakout season. One of the things that, um, I was looking, there was a top hundred players list yep. that D one softball released. And I have to imagine, kind of hurt for her to be left off that given the kind of stats she put up last year I was, I was kind of wondering like what do you have to do in the conference yeah. USA to make the top 100 players other than yeah conference player of the year she was top 20 in all statistical categories across the country but when you look at Gabby she's five foot three five foot four doesn't weigh a ton doesn't pass the eye test um she's not going to strike a ton of people out but she's going to get the job done and so she's not flashy and sometimes in our game in order to get on those lists you got to be flashy or you got to come from a program that a coach is well known or a coach that has experience or you know all americans and it's funny because i think that's the best thing that could happen to gabby because it leaves a chip on her shoulder last year nobody knew who gabby sacco was in the country and by the end of it everyone knew who well, she, she was. wasn't even supposed to be our number one pitcher i don't think yeah coming into the season yeah you know like lynn had obviously been our all-conference selection the year before and had a great year previously and and, and gabby got to learn underneath her but gabby works best when people question her a little bit and like she wants to prove people wrong and I think from her recruiting process she had one other offer she had one other offer she was the number three pitcher her freshman year and now to do what she did and you know her and I had a conversation this year I said hey I'm gonna go into the portal I'm gonna get another arm okay coach great whatever can help the team and it's like to see that whereas in today's culture it's I was all conference I was top 20 in in all these statistical categories I was the number one I'm gonna go into the transfer portal you got two and, and we did, we did, we got to, um, but you know, with Trinity, it was that she was a number one from another school, whereas Jaden was a number two, number three. So it was like, okay, you're going in and bringing in another number one. And, um, for Gabby to handle that, like an absolute champ was really impressive. Hopefully it makes her better. Yeah. And it's something she used to learn from. She got two more years here, yeah. I think as an athlete that in her second year, obviously put her on a trajectory to be. Yeah. They have a Hall of Fame up in the uh, in the LA, and she's yeah. on a track right now to be have her yeah. name up there. If everything kind of continues the way she's it's going, special. she's special. She's a mess, but she's special. She looks like she's really stepped up as a leader this year. Kind of watching yeah. the way she's carrying herself with the yeah. team this year, it seems like everyone's kind of bought into her being a star heading into this season as yeah, it's emerging last it's, year. It's you know it's it's cool because I don't think they still see themselves as stars yet. Like they're all just kids who love softball and just play. And whether it's at practice, whether it's in games, and she still does her silly, goofy dance at the end of the games when we win, whether she pitches or doesn't pitch. Was she doing that dance before she kind of broke out? 
Yeah, it's kind of always been her thing. And the first time she did it, I was like, what is that? And um, so every time after the game, even if she's in a bad mood, if she doesn't pitch well, everybody starts yelling, Gabby, Gabby. (laughs) So it's fun. It's a good culture to be a part of. It probably helps lift her up. Um, But the results were pretty consistently impressive last year. I want to say, was it two no-hitters that she pitched fully? She pitched two no-hitters. And there was a Um, third one that she actually got through the the game that we'll talk about. But she got through a no-hitter, and it got broken up in extra innings. That was one of the most – I can lead into a cool segue and then circle back to it. You had to follow up a really challenging situation, a coach that was legendary on campus, all the girls were recruited by, and – I think we made a mistake to put her ceremony before a game on a Sunday because Gabby actually pitched that day and pitched seven innings of a no-hitter, but no one, I felt like you could see the emotion on everybody's faces in the pregame ceremony, Mm -hmm. the Sunday she pitched, and no one could score. It was a rough, that was a really rough outing because Gabby really should have had three no-hitters. Oh my gosh, she should have. And um, yeah, it's been emotional. It's been an emotional hire. It's been an emotional year. And, you know, Joan Joyce is an absolute legend. And everywhere you go in the softball world, you talk about her on the LPGA tour. You talk about her in, you know, softball and all the softball teams and and records and all the things that she's done for our sport. And so um, our girls had that connection. They went through tragedy. When you lose a coach during the middle of a season and then we, you know, we honored her last year. We dedicated the field to her. So it's officially Joan Joyce field now. Um, and so it was our last home series and we'd finally gotten approved by the board that we could name the field. And so it was super important to us to use that game and to use that weekend to honor her, honor all the alumni. Um, and so it was definitely emotional. Um, and it's something that, you know, you, you give or take as a coach and it's, you know, it's probably not the right time for it, but it's also needed for the program needed for the team in order to show them that like, you know, even though the past is the past, we're still going to celebrate and we're going to continue to honor it. And so, um, so yeah, she, she fought through that game. That was a hard one. It was a beautiful event and her brother coming out. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous pregame. Yeah. Uh, And then you could just tell that the team wasn't. Oh, we had tears. We had tears. We had emotions. And I'm like, okay, you're more than a softball coach today. You are, you know, you are just, you know, here to be supportive and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, you start to learn that life is bigger than one game of softball. And as much as you want that win and as much as you look back going, oh, that one was so close. It's, hey, at the end of the day, this is for the girls. This is for the program. And long term, it's going to be what's best. Yeah. And I think that they did get to have a special experience, even if that experience wasn't. That's a nice thing in a 55-game season. Yeah. We got to win. (laughs) Plenty of games. (laughs) Got to win a lot of other games. And so also it can lead me back to the other question, which what was your process like applying and trying to go get this job? How did that all come about? I know you were one of five finalists, but how does the the process work? How did you find the school? You said you had some connection immediately in your first stint as an assistant coach. You um, know, it's it's something that I tell this story. So when we were playing um, with Ohio State here and um, we went to dinner, one of our really good friends flew into town to watch that weekend series. We went out to a sushi place just right around the corner and we're sitting there and he goes, you're going to be the next head coach at FAU. I'm like, there's not even an opening. And he's like, I'm, I don't know. I just have this feeling. That's cool. This is in February. And I'm like, and I'm an assistant. Like I, yes, you always think, do I want to be a head coach? But I think the people that are always like, I'm going to be a head coach aren't always your best head coaches. Like when it happens, it happens. And so for me, I just want to be happy. I wanted to be around people that I enjoyed coaching with. And so, um, at the end of the year, unfortunately there was 
of an opening because of Joan Joyce's passing and, you know, kind of across the country, everybody was kind of like, what are they going to do? Are they going to hire within? Are they going to like go on a search? It was never really publicized at all. So like some jobs, like you have people that reach out or whatnot. And I, I was actually going through the process with some other schools and I was very fortunate that I had some opportunities. Um, and this one kind of popped up pretty last minute and I kind of, was leaning in a different direction because I thought that was, you know, my options. And, um, I got a phone call and it was, Hey, can you make this work? Okay, great. Made it work, did an interview, um, flew down and, you know, the rest is history within three, four days. And all of a sudden you're the next head coach. And, um, it was definitely emotional. It was a different hire because there wasn't a big connection to the school. And, you know, I, would never coached in the state of Florida. I wasn't an alumni. Um, and I'm this young head coach that people are like, who is this girl? Right. And when you first meet me, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of emotion. And it kind of just took people back a little bit of like, where did she come from and who is she? Um, and so it was definitely some challenges in the beginning, but I'm so thankful for Brian and Mary. And at the time, Andy Seeley was here and, um, they, they're the reason I'm here and they made it happen. And, um, I couldn't be happier. Well, I think it's more than that. The preparation was apparently absolutely sensational. What was it that allowed the memory of our team here to stick with you so much when you went to the interview? Because what I heard is that you knew what every single player <laughs> on the team was batting. You knew what yeah. they should have been batting. You knew yeah. all the pitchers. Basically, that was the thing I think that blew everybody away was you came to that interview with a pretty extreme level of preparation that was, yeah. here's where this team is. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you where they could be. Uh, that's yeah, a pretty I mean, amazing thing. I think for me, it was, you look at a roster, they went 500. You went 500, you went through absolute tragedy. You're returning your starting pitcher, you're returning your number three pitcher, and you're returning your top four hitters in your lineup. Now, our offensive numbers weren't great, right? But I saw it as an opportunity. And a lot of times I think people take head coaching jobs just to be a head coach. I will never take a job just to have a title. Like, can you be successful? Can you elevate the program? Can you, um, can you grow? Can you recruit there? And so for me, it was like, okay, this is a team that went through this to fight through this and to finish and to go to conference tournament and to win a game in conference tournament and to keep moving forward. I was like, wow, like this team has some fight. I want to coach kids that want to have fight. And I want to coach kids that I can bring a different experience to them. And so I just kind of dove in and, you know, you look at our park and you look at their swings and, you know, I was lucky that I went back and watched video of all the players. And I looked at all the stats over the past couple years and um, I knew what kids were in the portal at the time. And I was like, okay, if we do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to be prepared. Um, and so I just dove into the process and I knew Boca was going to sell itself. I knew from a recruiting standpoint that, you know, why wouldn't you want to play a mile and a half from the beach? Why wouldn't you want to play where you can practice year round? Um, and you have a team that, you know, just needed a little bit of love and just needed a different version of softball. And I think that's what we brought was just a different look to how you swing the bat, how you take the field. And um, so, yeah, I was prepared. Um, it was a very quick turnaround. You'll you'll learn I don't love to sleep sometimes. I will stay up all night if it takes being prepared or coming up with new ideas. Um, my wheels are always spinning, but um, I was definitely excited. I actually left the interview and I was like, I don't know if they liked me. Like it was very business-like. And, you know, some interviews you go on, you get a feel and you're like, yeah, like I'm their person. Sometimes you get it, you get it go in and you're like, I just really don't know. And so I remember when Brian called me, I was like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, you're our person. And I'm like, sweet. Okay. Um, I think I need to make a phone call to my husband and see like what we want to talk about. But um, so it was, it was definitely exciting. And he was bought in to Boca. 
it's crazy. You make decisions and your significant other doesn't even go with you, right? Like I came on the interview by myself and like, you know, I flew down here and it was like, you just, and that's real, you know, being in this role and being the spouse of a coach is really hard. Like you got to be all in and you got to be like, you know, whatever's best for us, what's best for the family. And I trust you. If this is what you want to do, let's do it. Um, and so for him just to be like, all right, let's go. I'm it's like, a good place okay. to come to. I think of, of all the yeah. places you could have gotten offers. He's, he's, he's working for the school now, right? Yeah, he is. He's working for the school. He's in development. And so, um, and that was a big thing for us too is, okay, you know, we, we do work similar fields, but you know, you want to make sure that you feel like you got that job on your own and it's not, well, here's the head coach's husband. Let's get him a job. And so, um, that was something we were really picky about. Like, you know, we made sure that he didn't work for the university for the first six to eight months that we were living here. Um, so that there was no questions if it was given to given to him or if he earned it. And so I think it's also independently because I see every time I touch a different part of the school, yeah. it's such a special place yeah. that I'm sure it was easy once you got that. I think it was healthy to get that separation. But once you got the separation, you probably realized really fast, wow, this is, a, yeah. for me, it's a great job. Yeah, I, I, it was a no-brainer. And I'm going to be honest, and I know this might like raise some red flags to listeners and viewers, but you know, a lot of people in my corner really cautioned me not to take this job. And I thought that was really interesting. And it was something that like was kind of hard at first because I was like, well, why? Following a legend is so hard and knowing the impact that she had on the alumni, on the community, um, in the sport of softball, it's like, think about Nick Saban right now. What are they going through in their program? Players leaving and, you know, it's going to be hard for the next person coming in, but it's, it takes a special person to want to take that job. It takes a special person, um, that, you know, doesn't want to change everything, but just wants to keep making it better. And so, um, it, it was, it was interesting because I saw it as like, this is a no brainer job. And so last year at the end of the season, when we won 35 games, my phone was blowing up like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you won 35 games. Like that's a great first year. And I'm like, that's what I expected to do. And I know that sounds really like kind of out there, but I knew when I took the job, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win fast. We're going to get some of the best recruits in the country. Um, our 24 recruiting class is unreal. We were ranked 28th in the country. Yeah, it is unreal. And the fact that we, I don't want to say stole because I don't think we stole them from other schools. They made great decisions. Yeah. But um, the fact that they were willing to come to Paradise and they chose our staff um, without even knowing a product was on the field yet. So they committed to us last fall before we even had won 35 games, finished top of the conference. And so just knowing that, I know I made the right decision because this place is better than I could have ever even expected it. And the players in every sport that I talk to, there's a, there's a community, there's a certain way of being within Florida Atlantic that yeah. when people get here, they want to stay. Oh, they love it. And love there it. are a lot of players, including players on your roster, one that we talked about in particular, yeah. that could have gone other places yeah. and gotten paid. Yeah. Um, they're, they're absolutely softball teams that have, without better use of a word, yeah. they, have a, they, have a, they have money allocated yeah. they can go spend on players. Yeah. And we didn't have anybody leave. Um, we look at our volleyball team. We had girls that absolutely could have left. They opted yeah. to not even, not, didn't have one player test the portal, yeah. to my knowledge. So it's, it's a lot of, almost every sport you look at, our basketball team, that one player in the portal on the men's basketball team. Uh, so we have a lot of our teams where people have opportunities, but what's going on here is so special that they would never even, the words I get is, no, I never even considered leaving because it's a, it's a family on their team and it's also a family 
broader in the athletic community. It's amazing how many athletes come and support yeah. the other sports. That's it's not that's not the case for every school. No, I, I think of our first game, and you've got the baseball team in center field lined up over the fence, just heckling the other team. You've got the basketball team watching um, right by the foul line. You got soccer up in the stands, and I think just seeing that support and seeing how happy our girls are here. Like as a coach, you know you're doing it right. Well, Elijah and Nick attended a bunch of the yeah, fall games. They did. They did. Um, they're good friends with some of our girls on our team as well, and so they're. They um, go to tons of basketball games, and the basketball guys come to our games. And so it's funny because they're walking through the stands, and you know, everybody's looking at them like celebrities. And our girls are like, "Oh, there's Nick, there's there's <laughs> there's Elijah." And so it's just kind of cool just to see that dynamic. And one of my first days on the job, I actually had um, Sarah Berthium, who graduated last year. She was taking me on a tour, and everywhere we went, "Hey, Sarah! Hey, Sarah!" And I was like okay, this is different. And so you start to learn. And I think in this job and when it comes to recruiting, it comes to coaches, you can chase a name, you can chase a dollar amount, but at the end of the day, your quality of life and are you happy is the most important thing. And um, for me, I think our players have found that. My assistants have found that. My assistants had opportunities to go other places this summer that paid more bigger names. And you, you just start to create this little life and you start to create this bond with your team. And it's just, it's priceless, honestly. And so um, I think that this is a special place and I encourage everyone, I won't ever sell you on something that's not true, but come see it for yourself. And then after that, good luck saying no. Yeah. And I think that anyone who can, and I, I think this is going to be what started with men's basketball, I strongly believe is going to be the standard for all of our sports. You, t- you said you got your girls with the Prowlers right yeah. now, learning softball chants. Yeah. I think that they're going to absolutely love that. But Come to a men's basketball game and you'll see that there's something different in the way we've been able to support a team. And that's slowly working its way into everything else. It'll work its way into softball this year for sure. And I think that's going to be the standard that everybody gets to experience at all the games here. It's just just something very unique to the school. When I always say, like, I've been very fortunate to work at great places. And I think that when I took this first head coaching job, it was – what is a place that you can kind of make your own, right? Because sometimes you walk into a program and it, history is history. You you go by the recipe book. And here I was like, you know, I said, let's just try some different things. And, you know, let's get the little girls softball teams in the community involved. And on Friday nights, they're screaming and dancing and yelling. And um, you just, you, you start to learn how can you put your own, like, just spin on it. And so that's been something that the athletic department has embraced our staff with. Our team has embraced it. The community has embraced it. Where at first we were kind of the unknown, like where did they come from? Why are they here? And now it's everywhere we go, we have people asking about our girls, asking about the team. And to me, that's just really special. We're only at the start of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I look, so I, um, I was a judge on the dunk competition last year, not this year at the men's basketball game. And my husband made a joke. He's like, why did they ask you? And I'm like, I don't know. And so, um, and I go and there was maybe a hundred people in there, maybe in the whole gym. And I'm like, Oh, what, where is everybody? And he goes, now I know why they asked you. I'm like, that is so rude, but like, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're right. And, um, and so, you'd say yes. yeah. And so like, a part of my like journey, even at FAU, is I try to go to all the different sporting events. Like if, I see there, is, all the time. if there is a home game, I'm going to be at it. It doesn't matter what game it is. And I think I want people to come support us. I want to support them. And I think there's also something about learning about student sections, fans, head coaches. Um, and so to see that place go from 100 people in there to 
to now being sold out every game is absolutely priceless. We flew to New York for the Elite Eight. Um, and, you know, it's just it's, it's something that I have a dream of. Like, I, I want that stadium to be full on night one. I want our girls to get the praise and recognition they deserved. I see how hard they work. I see how good they are. And um, I just know without a doubt in my mind, like, it's going to be full. And I know that it's going to be special. And um, you come to one game, you're hooked. And softball is the, besides volleyball this past year, was the highest ratings on ESPN during a postseason for the Women's College World Series. And so our sport's just growing at a rapid rate. And so come watch. It's fast paced. It's fun. Um, and it's, it's really cool. Our brand of it is awesome too. Um, and we have a lot of really excellent players. It's only – I'm one of a few people that's gotten to see a preview in yeah. the fall. It's exciting. Oh, you know our roster. You should probably write it day one, our lineup. What do you think? I could. I, mean, I think that I'd <laughs> give, I, give I think, me some advice. I think that I would. I think my. I won't give it on here because uh, <laughs> I interview the girls. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get a. I don't want to get we asked. We don't play favorites uh, here. Okay, we don't play favorites. I don't want to get asked why yep. I put someone lower yep. than uh, they actually ended up. The, it's even worse if you actually bat someone higher than I thought they should have bat. Uh, then they're, they're gonna, gonna ask me. Like, they're seriously? gonna think why? Like why do you want me here? You, know, you clearly don't think I'm that good. Exactly. And I'm gonna have a good reason. Like I'm a big like this is like my big thing outside of. Yeah. I wrote my whole high school thesis on like I did a whole high school project on baseball stats. I did yeah. a whole college project on baseball stats. So like, and there is a lot of crossover. So yeah. I've been simulating baseball games for years, which goes to show you that the, the stats are very, very similar in very terms similar. of why you would bat a player in a certain place. So, 100%. so my thoughts, my thoughts on why I would bat someone somewhere, they might not, they might think I'm insulting them. And actually yeah. I might think that that's the more, yep analytically optimal place but that's a whole different that's a well whole different i love day. when people like oh. there's always the argument well baseball and softball are so different i'm like they're not though they're, they're, they are from a viewing experience from a viewing experience uh, yes and, but from an actual like strategy skill level you know swings in the game like it is very similar and so we talk about a lot of how do we merge the two sports those guys get paid millions and millions of dollars and are super successful and it's okay they're doing something right how do we incorporate it into our game? Um, because used to it used to be, well, that's a baseball swing. This is a softball swing. And I'm like, there's no there's such There's always thing. things you learn. Um, statistically, there's a lot of similarities because they're similar. The constraints are very similar. Right. As a fan, I'm going to come out and just say, this is better. Like, if you want to come and see something that you haven't seen before, softball's fast. It's fast. Two hours. Two hours, you play seven innings, you're out of there. If Gabby's pitching, uh, it's faster than that. If she, it's a 1-0 ball game, it's going to be even she had faster. A lot of, we had a lot of games last year. I, we had a game last season that she started, and she moves fast. Like, she, yes. she gets the ball back quick, and she throws again. One hour and twenty six yeah. minutes. Like I want, like you, you, you we, yeah. I, I, it was good because it was hot. So sometimes like, we're like, slow down, take a deep breath, and she's uh, ball, tap the toe, get on the mound, go. <laughs> I was, uh, I was roasting out there. So actually, like speaking of renovations, the the shade is something that could be great one day. That, yep. That, Calling you know. anybody who would love to just put some shade at the softball field, we will gladly take well, as, it. <laughs> as we fill the stadium this year, people are going to realize, like, wow. Shade would be awesome here. It is. But every it's seat hot. is awesome, though. So speaking it of is. the good things, every seat in the stadium is fantastic. Yeah. You get this really cool view of the thing. And it goes it goes fast. And our, our, our girls play hard. So We have to think you run to first base. You know, you know, Cameo can get down the line in 2.7 seconds from the time she swings the bat to touch first base. From if you're in, in the park home run from plate to plate, it's 11.5 seconds. Our game is fast. She's fast. She's so fast. She can get – She's she so can, fast. If she gets on first, you, you can often get to third without yeah. – 
sensational amount. Well, her story is crazy. I mean, she didn't really play as a freshman in and out of the lineup as a sophomore and a junior or as a sophomore. And then her junior year, I mean, she was our leading hitter on our team. And it's been impressive. And that's outside of um, stolen bases. Yeah. So if you actually do her like – basically runs created as a player is even higher because the amount of value she adds stealing and base running she just plays with no fear you watch her and you're like who is that girl she plays with a lot of emotion a lot of personality opposing teams hate her and she loves it she loves people to talk about her and so i'm usually coaching in the third base box and she gets on base and she does her signature move to the dugout and the other team is just chirping at her like who does this girl think she is and she's just like let me hear it like and it's it's really entertaining it's fun um i think that our girls play with emotion and i think that's what draws the crowd it's a great leadoff hitter because she really does bring energy oh my gosh i think she's got a pretty i think she's got like a high swag walk-up song too she she does her little walk to the plate she prances up there she takes her time i'm like come on cameo just get in the box let's go (laughs) no she she's a she's a really exciting player to watch i think that this year um she'll put an explanation point on this whole thing uh, was Jesse someone you recruited, or was she someone that? So Je- Jesse Anna was already committed to FAU, so she was a pleasant surprise when we got here. Um, she came in as a slapper. She came in as a slapper, super little bitty thing, and she just filled out from a muscle standpoint. She was one of our, you know, highest hitters last year, most doubles, home runs. Like she, I mean, she's right up there in every statistical category. But yeah, she was already committed um, when we got here, so that was. Um, a little surprise and she was blessing. I was all freshman. I think like the, of all the sports, she was on the all freshman team. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, was. she was. And you know, she's playing third base. You know, she will be our third baseman without a doubt. Like it, there is no question that is a spot in the lineup that she has earned it. I can say it, and I feel confident saying it. She is playing at a different level right now, um, and just growing into her own as a sophomore, and not feeling like she has to be somebody that she's not. Um, it's been really, really special to see her play. It's crazy that we could even talk that there would be doubt about. The, the, the depth was that big that there would be depth because she was such an exceptional yeah. player for us in our lineup last yeah. year. I mean, and we did, we, we went out and got her competition this summer and you know, it's, it, she, she rose to the occasion. And so it, it is not, if anything, it's made her better. We put her in hitting groups against Cam Jackson and they um, like to talk a little smack to each other. And um, it's seeing those two next to each other in the lineup is going to be pretty exciting. I think talked about, we talked about Cam off camera a little bit earlier this yeah. off season and she's brought a lot of emotion to the team. Yeah. You know, I think there were a lot of games, there are a lot of days where I think it sounds like she's uh, really set the bar high yeah. for everybody this year. She really wants this team to be successful. She does. And she's intense. Like she's intense. If you get a chance to talk to her, you're like, okay. Um, and if you don't love softball and you're not all in, you're like, okay, this girl's a lot. Um, and I think that at first it took a little bit for her teammates to understand her and get to know her. It wasn't that they didn't like her. It was, do we love softball as much as this girl loves softball? And when you're coming off of a super regional appearance, and I think, you know, my best memory of Cam is she didn't start the last game of her career. Um, she was a three-year starter at Duke, and um, they put her in. There was an injury to the starting center fielder, and they put her in late in the game. And she's hitting off of Nyjah Kennedy, who is arguably the best pers- best pitcher in the country. Throws the ball 72, strikes everybody out, plays for Stanford, took them to the World Series. Um, she comes up with two strikes, two outs. Everybody's like, oh, this is ball game. Duke season's over. And she muscles a single up the middle. And I was like, that kid right there. Not even knowing she was in the portal yet. And I kept thinking like, wow, that kid's got some guts. Like she basically 
hasn't been in a starting role in quite some time and to go in with two outs in that situation and to get it done, you know, and when she went into the portal, I remember going back immediately and watching film and I'm like, that's the kid. I want her. Like I want her because she's going to have a chip on her shoulder and she's going to be ready to fight. And she's been everything and more for us. You probably thought that was a long shot. I have to imagine when you, when you, I didn't even know she was from Tampa. I had no idea. Like just watching her on TV, like, I didn't even think anything about it. She's from Tampa, Florida, and she wants to be a PA, and she wanted to come home for her fifth year. Um, and when she went in, I was like, absolutely, that is a no-brainer. How are we going to get her from USF? Because that's home. And so the fact she said yes to us, I was like, let's do this. I'm sure they would have loved to have had her. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, I will say, listening to some of the transfers and their recruiting process this summer and kind of going through it. Like, it's always this fine line, and I, I try to be really careful when I'm recruiting girls. Like, I don't ask who our competition is. I don't ask where you're going on visits at. Like, I literally keep it about us, and I want to make sure that if we win you, we win you the right way versus talking negatively about a different program. And so once they do commit and once they are, you know, an owl, and then now I'm like, so, like, where else were you looking at? Like, who, who, who's our competition? Who'd you choose between? And so hearing their stories and everything, um, it's it's pretty special that they chose us. It's good data, but there's no reason to talk about it because this yeah. is the right place to go. I yeah. think that people would be, yeah. anyone would be crazy not to come here. From like yeah. my vantage point yeah. and knowing what we're doing here, they'd be yeah. crazy not to come here and be a part of this because yeah. I know what the guys in the basketball team have experienced. And I've talked to all of them. Yeah. And uh what they've got an experience building something from the ground up is something you can't replace. Correct. G said it on the show they did in ESPN, which was said, you know, everyone said that we would be crazy not to take other opportunities. We built this thing. We'd yep. be crazy not to stay. That was, that was his thing. This is, this is what we came what here to do. That? And every one of the girls in your team right now is getting to do that. Um, they, they were, they actually, you got, you got, you reached success a lot faster than Dusty did. Yeah. Let's hope it translates into year two. But I, I just think that once again, it goes back to taking the job. Right. Like I think our roster was in a little bit better spot than when Dusty took it. And I knew that. And I knew this job was a great job. I knew that it took the right person. It took the right recruiting. We've committed 26 kids in a year and a half. It's a lot of recruiting. Um, but we knew we needed to. You, the lifeline of your program succeeding is how do you recruit kids and how do you maintain kids? And so, um, you know, getting a good staff, getting the recruits in here. So we knew it set us up for years to come. We didn't want to be the one hit wonders. And I think some people go into a program of how can I win quickly and get my next job? For me, it's how long can I stay here? How long will they keep me here? I want to win. And so I laugh at the girls. I'm like, Hey, like, let's do this the right way. So I can keep my job as long as I want to keep my job. And so, um, and so that's been the important part is doing it the right way. We talk a lot about like building a foundation. You're not going to build a foundation and just halfway do it when you're building a house, you want to build it the right way and you're going to have cracks, you're going to have leaks, but it's, do you want to put a bandaid on it or do you want to go back and fix it? And so for us, we want to do it the right way and we want to build it and we want it to last for a long time. Yeah, I can't believe it took me this long in the interview to ask you about this. But speaking of building the foundation, you came to the school. It's a rare coach story. You renovated the team's <laughs> facilities on your own. You don't you don't see a lot I of did. people. You don't see a lot of people do that. I did. I like. I love fashion. I love style. I love decorating. Like that's the girly side of me. That's not on the coaching the softball field. But um, I remember I didn't necessarily get to see the locker room when um, I took the job. And when you take the job, you just take it, right? Like you take yeah. it. You you care about the softball piece. Then I remember I took the job. A couple days later, I had my first recruit on campus, and I walk in the locker room and I'm like, okay, 
okay, just need some love, need some love. Um, so we went to work. Like I started moving stuff. Like I started going around town. Like, what can we do? Like, what can we buy? What can we like, what graphics can we get on the walls? And so, um, so we did the locker room and I'd promised the girls. I said, if you work hard, if you love this program as much as I love this program, your locker room will be done before the first game. And I just remember showing them, you know, that whole new locker room. And it was unreal, like just to see the emotion on their face and how proud they were of it. Um, and so then, of course, it doesn't stop there. And, you know, I was in the dugout for the first fall games and I'm like, I didn't have a place to put my bag. And I'm like, well, where do I put my bag? The girls didn't have a spot to put their helmets. And so I'm like, OK, so, you know, a little DIY and, you know, us and a couple other people in the project start to redo the dugouts. And so it's just been fun. I mean, were the girls a part of that at all? They were a part of the demoli d demolishing the dugout. That's like, really fun. They got to put on the hard hat, the glasses, the sledgehammer, get some anger out. Um, you'll have to ask Cameo about, um, you know, her experience with the sledgehammer. She aggressive. She was very aggressive, very aggressive. Um, I always said she might have a little boy trouble and she might have been taking it out on um, knocking things out. But um, yeah, so we we've definitely been hands on. I'm big in like you know, I don't believe in always asking for things and like begging people to, you know, to donate to you and to give to you. But instead it's, Hey, if we have the means and, you know, we have the work ethic, then let's do it ourselves and let's show people that like we care. And when you do it yourself and you have success, it makes it that much more special. There's no doubt. And I think most coaches, that's generally the attitude is let me go to the donor base. Yeah. Um, our donor base here is not as big as the outside perception right. thinks it is. The perception is we're in Boca Raton. Yep. There's a lot of money. Yep. Therefore, we have a lot of money. It's easy. We have barely any alumni because the school started yeah. in 1961. So yeah. that sounds old, but it's really not because yeah. a lot of schools have alumni, families that have gone back to the 1700s, 1800s yeah. that have been giving for years. We have none of that. So that doesn't exist here. And then um, we just don't have a big history of giving. I remember I talked to Dusty before the team broke out. And I, I said to him, we were moving to the American. I said, hey, like, this is going to be easy. We're, everyone's going to go to Boca. And he said, no, we're the worst funded team in Conference USA. How's everyone going to ever come to us over Memphis? And, you know, we ended up beating Memphis in the tournament last year. I think that we clearly are able to compete with them yeah. uh, with what we have. But it still speaks to there's a gap. And so for, for you to be able to come in and say, hey, I'm going to go do this on my own. Yeah. That's my solution. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to to give to this. That's actually how the money is going to follow is that people Agreed. are going to see that leadership. They're going to see winning. And our basketball team did prove that we're not the worst funded team anymore. Yeah. So the basketball team did prove that once the wins start coming on the board, then the money follows. Winning solves a lot. It doesn't solve every problem, but I think that it definitely gets people's attention. And I think you don't want to be that program that's always asking for things, right? Like prove it, prove it. I've been a part of, you know, different universities and you have that new coach come in. Well, I need this. I need that. I need that. And, and then you don't win any ball games. So for me, it's okay. Let's win first. Let's win first um, and then gain the community's respect. And, you know, from there, it'll just grow itself. And so, you know, we are lucky that we have had some really generous people who have given to our program. It's um, happening more and more and more. I'm hearing it about is. it. It's exciting. It is. More and more and more people are stepping up and realizing yeah. what's super easy to see that you have the chance to be a part of something really special here. Yeah, it, it is. It's special. Like I, you know, I remember like hearing about for softball, what was like the highest donation that we'd ever been given. And I was like, really? And so like the competitive side in me is like, all right, like who wants to bat? Who wants to bat? That's an easy match. And so just seeing people step forward, I think is special. And I think with us, like when you give to our program, like our girls are a part of it, like come out to our practices, meet our girls, come to games, talk to them. Like you kind of get that experience of, you know, instead of just feeding money to something like 
hey, like I want to see what it's going towards and I want to see that it's it's for good purpose. And um, our girls do a really good job with that. They write thank you letters. They, you know, are so appreciative and um, it's just been really special. Yeah, and this is a, especially the Haggerty family with yeah. their gift to all of our yeah. Olympic sports last yeah. year. That made a really big difference. Yeah, so we, um, so you know, we'll have a new look at our stadium this year. We just got um, padded walls, and I know it sounds, you know, not like the most grand thing ever, but for softball, it changes the whole stadium. It changes the way you play the game. It changes the aesthetics of it. Um, and so, with that gift of the Haggerty family, we were able to get our padded walls on our outfield. Um, and so our girls walked in, and they were just blown away. And I think that's the special part about this job is seeing that they are appreciative. Um, and you know, it's, it's been special to see that like little things go a long ways for them. We got new nets in the batting cage and they're like, Oh my gosh, these are awesome. You know, to other schools, they'd be like, you don't have an indoor cage. And well, no, we don't, but we love our outdoor cage and we love like being in Boca and being outside and enjoying that. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. That's Play the, the thing that I think that, um, maybe personal philosophy, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, I really believe that stuff matters a lot less. Yeah. I think what does matter is that the girls all enjoy playing together. Yeah. That they have a camaraderie, that this is a team that they enjoy being a part of yeah. and going and competing. There's, there's, there's ways to figure out a practice. There's ways to figure out how to do all that and go out in the field and be the best expression of yourself. Giving the fans an amazing experience, what gives the, yeah. the thing, the thing I think that will give the team the best experience is that is the stands being full when they play. 100%. Like stands being full, people supporting them, their friends coming out to the game, students coming. Um, you get four years to do this. Some of them get five just because of injuries and, and you know, COVID when COVID happened. And, um, you know, it's, it's the best four years of your life if you let it. And I think that it goes to – everything goes back to recruiting for me. It's are you being honest with – you know, student athletes during the experience in their family. Hey, you're not choosing FAU softball because we have the best facilities in the country. You are choosing it because we are going to coach your kid. We're going to love your kid. We are going to make sure that they have the best experience. We're going to get to know them on a personal level. We are going to push them harder. We're going to get them ready for life after this. They're going to know how to interview for a job. They're going to know how to ask for a raise. They're going to know how to be a really good wife, a really good mom. And I think that that's something that we really pride ourselves on is how can we make you the best version of you? That when you come to this program, you have value whether you play or don't play. And I think a lot of times you're looked at as just a number. And for us, it's you're more than that. And so we're going to make sure you know that every day. That's the most important thing yeah. you can. That's the best education that someone could get. Yeah. During college, um, there's the there's this there's a part of being a student athlete that's in the classroom. But I think part of the classroom experience for student athletes is what they're learning on their team, yeah. what they're learning working with other people, how they're learning to operate as a part of a unit. That's what you're doing in life. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you go into, I noticed in a lot of the outside of the outside of sports, a lot of st former student athletes work around me all the time, and there's a difference. So there's there's a yeah. certain difference in terms of how they're able to work as a teammate. Um, Co-founder of my first company was a water polo player at Brown. Yeah. And the discipline that came from that was pretty sensational. And that's one of my favorite parts, like bringing in seniors in the fall. Hey, what do we want to do for a job? What's your plan? And they're like, why are you asking? Like last year, it was like such a big deal. I asked them, what are you going to do for a job? Why, am I in trouble? No, I want you to have a job before you graduate so that you can be ready to tackle what's next. And, you know, this isn't a four year decision. It's a 40 year decision. And, um, how can we get you ready for that? And so, um, I think athletes bring something different, but I do think the new era of college athletics is entitlement. I think that, um, our, our, not our game, but I think sports in general are moving in a very 
weird unknown place. And I think that it's our job as coaches to make sure that we keep our kids headspace moving in the right direction versus taking 10 steps back and focusing on themselves. And so I say, I'm like, listen, like you're not going to choose us because you're going to have the highest NIL deal. You're not going to, you know, have the glitz and the glam, but you're choosing us. And these are the reasons why and looking their parents in the eyes going, if they come to us, this is what you can expect. Um, And so I do think that I love college athletics. It's scary where it's headed, but I do think it comes from, you got to bring the right people into your program and you can't get upset if you're bringing people in for the wrong reasons. I think that our softball team can be a great example of it being done correctly. Yeah. And people are, people have, you, you can, it can go either way. Yeah. And really you have the opportunity to see this NIL era and either way. Yeah. I I've agree. seen, I've seen the great, I've gotten to see more of the great benefits of it in Boca than I have gotten to see the dark side of it out here. But um, you hear stories yeah. across the country and there are some things that just, that's what, yeah. that's what, the landscape's going to be. It's still the wild, wild west out there. Oh, it's the wild, wild west. And I think what's scary for schools like an FAU that you're going to go through is, okay, we recruit these players. We develop these players. They chose it for a reason. You know, you've got to hope that your culture is enough. You've got to hope that they love the school enough and they, they feel that so that they don't want to leave and get tempted because, let's be real, they're coming to poach a Gabby Sacco when she wins – you know, player of the year. They're coming to poach a Jesse Anamora, who was a freshman that played every single game. Like that is the reality of our sport is, hey, I missed at my level on a recruit. Now I need to go take another recruit from a different school that maybe I passed on the first time. And so that's just the reality of it. And so um, it's not, hard. It's not just NIL either. The portal being so available. Yeah. It would have been very easy. We had Ari and V in here from the uh, volleyball team. Yeah. would have been super easy after the second half of the season they had for one of them to say, wow, I'd really like to see if I could compete at a power five level. Yeah. I did put enough on tape that maybe they didn't take me my first time, but if I were to enter the portal right now, I could have a chance to have one of those opportunities. I think what's fun for us is we we do we have a ton of transfers and a lot of my colleagues in the coaching world gave me a really tough time this summer like what are you transfer are you and I'm like no I just believe in making people happy and I believe in giving them a different experience and so I you know if that's them coming to a different school to get a different experience then we're gonna give them that and so I don't care what people think I'm I'm gonna bring kids in and my kids know that the best will win it but I think that our ones that did come from maybe some of these bigger programs they're loving life here and they compare how happy they are here to maybe where they were headspace wise at a different school so our kids are going oh maybe we do have it really good you know and so that I think it helps our kids want to stay is knowing that like okay I came from the SEC I came from the Big Ten I came you know I came from the pack and I'm having the time of my life at FAU and you know, to hear that they don't think they're missing out on anything, which is special. Um, and I, I'm forever grateful for our transfers. I'm forever grateful for our ones who have been in the program, who have been loyal and who have stayed, because I think it makes our group so special that they bring experiences from all different walks of life. So it's huge. And I think we've used the transfer portal to our advantage in this team. I get to do really one more t- part of that topic yeah. just to make sure that we, we cover some of the exciting new stuff ahead into the season. Yeah. Other transfers that we haven't talked about a ton. Um, Trinity, obviously yeah. a big deal. What's cool is I think that we talked, I talked to Trinity. She's one of the first people we talked to on the show. Uh, absolutely loved that interview. And uh, she wants to coach right yeah. after school. So you kind of, you're, you're able, you're able to kind of have that conversation with yeah, her. That's remember, one easy one. I remember our first conversation that we had and I, I knew her from my time at Ohio state. And so when she was going into the portal, I was like, Ooh, okay. 
we have a chance? Um, and I always shoot my shot. I'm always going to try. If you tell me no, you tell me no, and we'll, we'll move on. But um, getting Trinity has been is meant more than just on the field. You talk to her. Like, she's an amazing human. She's super big in her faith. She comes from a family. Um, and she comes from a really big family. And her story is just so different. She chose the school that was in-state, close to home the first go-around. She wanted something different this go-around. Um, and, you know, people like that is why we coach. She's an amazing human. And she, and she, when our first conversation, she says, you know, I'm choosing a school because I want to be a GA after this and I want to coach and I want to play for someone who is going to help get me ready for that. And I knew she had played for a male at her previous school. She had never played for females. And so I was like, listen, like we're a little crazy. We do things a little different. And I said, but we are going to help get you ready. And that's, that's our goal. So, um, so she, she invested in us and she said yes. And now it's, how can, she, how can we help her after her career is over? Because the coaching tree, you hope that someday your players coach and that you get to celebrate them and talk about them. Yeah. She actually said on our show, it was a really fast decision. Yeah, It didn't take her very long. I was shocked. So we, she came on our visit. It was in the middle of season because she was a graduate transfer. So you could come in the middle of season. And I just remember it happened so fast to the point where I was like, I, I don't know, like if this is even like, you know, talking about it, but it was like, this flight's really expensive. This hotel is really expensive. Like this is a big investment bringing her here on this visit. Like if she says no, like we just spent a lot of money and didn't get this girl, but we're going to try. And like, we made it work on an off day. She flew in on a Sunday. As soon as her game was over on a Sunday, she took a flight and she was out by Tuesday morning before practice. So she could get back for practice at like 11 AM. And so her mom came on the visit. We took them to dinner. We're sitting outside of the hotel. I wasn't going to take her to the airport the next day because we had practice. Um, and she, you know, I said, Hey, listen, like there's no rush on the decision. Take your time. You know, when you know, you know, and we will support you with whatever decision you make. She looks at me. She's like, I think I know my decision. And I like got goosebumps down my body. And I was like, all right, she's either breaking up with me right now or she's going to say yes. And so she says, I I'm all in. Like, I want to be an owl. And I just remember so like, cool. holy smokes, like she just said yes to us. And I, I, in her process, I knew who we were up against. And so when she said yes, I was like, this girl is a program changer, not even from the way she plays softball, but who she is as a person. She's like Otani for us in terms yeah. of what she's going to bring to the team this year because she's going to be an everyday hitter. Yeah. And we'll start. Yeah. Pitcher. Yeah, she will. So um, she's been – today She um, we did a fun little game after practice, and she was just launching them into the palm trees. And our girls are all going crazy. The balls are going like all the like cars coming, and she's hitting them into the cars and – it's been really special just to watch her grow and to see how appreciative she is. And I think it's always fun when you have a fifth year, it's, you know, can you make them better? Right? Like you've been somewhere for four years. Like, are you at your max of how good you can get? And asking her, I said, did you hit them out like this last year in practice? She goes, coach Jordan, I never hit home runs last year. I'm like, you're hitting them like 300. Swing looked good in the fall. Gosh, she looks good. So yeah, it's she, been fun. She looked like she was going to be. That she was soaks the, it all in. She wants to be great. And she's the obvious impact. The pitching, you couldn't really get an extreme sense for the staff because you went two, 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 yeah. two every game. Um, you got to see, you got to see a lot of the. We teased people. We just like threw a little like you can go out there for a little bit. We're going to take you out. Go out there for a little bit. Take you out. So it was hard to tell with pitching. Yeah, the one thing I could tell is that Jaden's going to be really, really good out of yeah. the bullpen. That yeah. was the one. 
I, I was like my one instinct on yeah. the pitching out of the that lefty bar. under the lights. Um, she's super deceptive and it's a, it's a different look than the rest of the staff. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I took away. I'm like, man, this is a person that's going to come out there, throw as hard as yeah. they possibly can give a very different look. Yeah. And that's one thing that does carry over between baseball and softball. Time through the order is a big uh, oh, factor on your staff. Yeah. Once you, once someone sees you once, they can kind of start to time better. Yeah. She's going to be a really hard person to face the first time you face her. She's different. She and started 15 games in the American last year. You're bringing somebody who started 15 games, has experience against some of the same teams you're playing. Um, and, you know, I think that was something when, when she was interested in us, I was like, do we need another pitcher? And her and I had that conversation of like, Jaden, like, I, I don't know if this is going to be the best fit for you because we have Gabby, we have Trinity, right? We're returning Ainsley, who is ranked nationally in, you know, statistics as well. You've got Kelsey, who's trying to prove herself. Like, you could go to a school and be a number one, and I can't promise you that you're going to be that here. You can earn it, but I can't make you that promise. And she goes, I want to play for you, and I want to play for FAU, and I want to prove it. And I said, you're my girl. Let's go. You're coming to FAU. A difference maker this year. Yeah, that was one of the things that shone through very clear, and it was one of the obvious spotlights yeah. in the fall. That she was going to yeah, be. A she was. Maker. She's. It's been fun to watch her work. She's a little quiet. She's reserved a little bit, but seeing her come out of her shell and I think getting her back to a happy place and loving softball again has been special. Probably you'll see even an improved version when we come into this first. I hope so. Run of games. Let's talk about the other transfers really quickly yeah. um, and what we can expect to see from because those are going to be a lot of the new faces that we yeah. see on a day to day basis on the roster this year. Yeah. Um, they're probably a freshman that will break out too. But yeah, you've got Presley Labor who's a transfer from Lipscomb. She's not the big boom from the Power Five, but she's a career 300 hitter for Lipscomb that batted at the top of their lineup and played every single day. I think she's the one that is going to be consistent. I think that she's going to help move our lineup and set it up for the big dogs. Um, I think she's going to play a very big part of it in there. You know, Callie Kildow coming from Arkansas brings speed. She can hit both lefty and righty. Um, I think she brings a different look similar to Cameo, which Cameo causes chaos last year. So it was important to add somebody who was very similar to her. Um, and then you've got – um, you've got Cam Jackson. I've talked about Cam Jackson several times. She brings a big lefty bat. You've got Trinity. Um, and you know, you got Kate DeLeon who brings experience behind the plate. I think that when you look at her offensive numbers from previous years, it's not about the numbers that she's putting down versus the games that she's caught in. And, you know, she's been there and she's done that. And so I think that it's important to have experience. You look at Meg Maul from Missouri and we completely changed and revamped her whole swing and doing that for a fifth year and her to buy in that way was impressive. She can and punch. That's what we learned from Trinity's she interview. She can. Like, boxing, she, she punches she hard. She's strong. And you just look at her and she is just muscled up. And she is just, I mean, she's just, you look at her and she's just a different, like, I don't even know, like her body, her build, her demeanor. She's someone you don't want to mess with. And so um, I think between her and Kate behind the plate um, is going to be a special dynamic of them figuring out how we make them work together. Um, Meg is fast. She is going to steal bases. And you would so, not look at her and be like, yeah, she's going to steal bases. She hasn't stole a ton in her career because that wasn't necessarily Missouri's game. But um, so, yeah, so she's she's going to be good. And you probably get to use – the nice thing about the catcher position is early season when you have five games in four days – you're going to use them a little bit differently than using the regular season because you just need some. It's hard to sit behind the plate yeah. for no one. No one's going to be able to sit behind the plate for five games. They're going to have to switch off a little Olivia bit. Olivia Peterson did it last year. She caught what three hundred and seventy-five, <laughs> but she, <laughs> she was a mess. Like I would try to take her out, and she's like, "No, 
I'm like, Olivia, you need a break. Your face is so red. She goes, I'm good. She was awesome. She's awesome. She was a, she's she awesome. was a we total We missed that personality. So she's definitely a big personality. You, you, had, you had a lot of, you had a lot of help now. The catcher yeah. position, I think it was three, three new catchers, two transfers yeah. and freshmen, right? Do we do. And then, you know, Corinne, she's a freshman and, you know, she works really well with our pitchers. And so, you know, I don't, and as we talk to her, it's, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like right away, but I do know that you were learning from two really good catchers in front of you. You've got Holly Pelusi, who's um, transitioned from an outfielder to a catcher, but is still going to do some outfield for us as well. Um, and she's kind of thrown, she's taken whatever we've done and she's like, okay, fine, whatever the team needs, whatever my role she is. She played really well in the, she played really well in the fall. Just learn how to catch in a year. She's improved so much. Her swing also, yeah. like she looked like she's very ready. So you have a number yeah. of players that yeah. I think will probably get their opportunities in our opening weekend in spots. And, Absolutely. and, and you'll get you're going to have injuries. You're going to have injuries, right? Like we, you know, you're always going to go through that. But I think the difference with this year versus last year is we have a little bit of depth. I think that now when someone gets hurt in practice, I'm not like, oh my gosh, right? Like it's kind of like, okay, who's next? And so I think that's been fun is just seeing that, you know, there's not panic in our eyes. It's we know we have a roster full that we can just move somebody in that spot. It's actually a great combination. You have a lot of depth and you have established starters. Last year, I think there was a lot of games yeah. where you're still trying to figure out yeah. if I put this person here, will they get a spark? Yeah. If I move her into the lineup, is that going to maybe get her to start hitting? Because yeah. and that could be a lot of different names because there was just a lot of times we had spots in the order where there wasn't hitting happening. Yeah. And this year, there's going to be players that you can kind of pencil in a little bit more that right. were top of the order, it's going to be a challenging thing to ever see those girls out of the lineup unless... Unless something crazy happens. But I do think, like, we struggled offensively last year. But as much as it felt like we struggled offensively at times, we were better in every statistical category. And so, you know, when I took the job, it was I knew we needed to be better offensively. And so when you put together your system and your patterns and, like, starting to teach the swing it doesn't just get better in six months. Right. And so we laugh about what the girls look like right now. Like I showed a couple of them, their film from the first day. We love film. We love data. And, um, she goes, I looked like that. And I'm like, yes. Why do you think I had so much gray hair last year? It's like, we are trying to teach you how to swing the bat again and to swing with confidence. And so, whereas this year, I mean, you come to BP and you're like, this looks and feels different. The numbers are different just from an exit velocity standpoint and how hard we're swinging it. Um, what we look like in O2 counts versus just trying to make contact in an O2 count. So it definitely feels different. I think that that's going to be the big thing between transfers and freshmen. We got some freshmen in there. So just hang, hang tight because we got some good ones that are going like, to shock some people. Like I, um, I feel like I know, but I feel like I'd rather yep. wait till we're gonna I make it a surprise. I'd, I'd rather wait till the yep. series might have you back. We'll talk about them. Yep. I want, I want to give them a chance to yep. show on. Let them, let them just I do want to show thing. them in the circle. I want them to be able to show yeah. up there what they're. Yeah, but it's definitely there. going to feel different. We're going to have a little bit more offense. I think that's going to be the big area that you're going to see some improvement pitching. We're just added more depth. There's, there's more depth at every single position. Really, the the last fun thing to cover today, which yeah. I can't believe it made it all the way down to the stretch <laughs> here, um, that I, at least I had in my notes, and there might be one or two other things. But the um, the whole boxing theme you brought to the oh, team yeah. this year that's new. That's new in 2024. 324, right? Yeah. That was a new thing this year. Yeah. I love, I'm a big boxing fan. Yeah, okay. I love like the ad, the attitude fits. My yeah. favorite moment of the whole fall oh. um, is we go down three, nothing with Gabby out there. And uh, that was definitely a good moment for her. Just uh, all I thought about when that happened, I'm like, I'm so happy that's happening in the fall versus this team. Cause it's going to happen for someone. I'm, I'm so happy it happened then where she's going to have the experience of like, uh -huh. Oh, I'm not going to shut up everyone out every game. Yeah. 
let's experience it then. You and know that home run in the first inning, and it was like, yeah, let's, let's experience it now. And then maybe when they're the real season, like yeah. you don't need to do that ever because that's not necessary. Right. You're just you're just gonna right. you're just gonna you're just gonna <laughs> have a no hitter every game. Um, but uh, you know, I think that the the coolest thing though was you immediately held everyone up, and the immediate theme is punch back, and it was yeah. cool that. Uh, didn't happen in the first inning, but it happened eventually. Yeah. You guys crushed them, but yeah. well, it, was I'm a cool, a big, it was a cool so moment. I was, fun fact, I was a sixth grade teacher before I got into college coaching. And so, you know, being creative in a space and getting people to buy in is something that, like, is fun for me. And so, you know, it can't just be softball, softball, softball. So I'm big on a theme. And, you know, there's some coaches that they just talk about a theme in the middle of the season just to hype their team up. Or do you live your theme throughout the year? And so I think every team's different and what fits with the team. And so we talked about last year of building the foundation. It was under construction. They got construction vests, construction hats. And talking about you are building this place from the ground up. You know, this year we talk about, okay, so you built the foundation, you got the building, you got the structure. What's next, right? Like you won 35 games. You finished at the top of the conference. Okay, we're going to bring in some transfers. We're going to have a little bit of a target on our back. Like we are loud and obnoxious on social media. People know who FAU softball is now. We are not a surprise. So with that being said, it's what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so are you going to lay down and you're just going to let people hit you? Or are you going to fight back? And so we came up with this whole theme of fight club. And every month we go to different gyms in town that will, you know, sponsor us and um, we work out. And so the first week was we went to this personal trainer and he taught them how to protect themselves, how to fight. The second, the second one we went to, we went to rumble boxing and it was high pace, high energy. You know, the third one we went to is talking about like the mentality when you're in the ring and how, like, why is it important? How do you last a full eight rounds? Just like you're going to last a full seven innings in a game. Um, and then, you know, so we, we've really fed on this theme and over Christmas break, they got to pick different boxers and do stories on them and videos on them. And why did you pick that person? And then we compared three boxers that came up the most. And so I said, Say all those things because like the girls have gotten to learn that like how does boxing relate to softball some of the more popular boxers so floyd mayweather um we had muhammad ali and um the other one was mike tyson i mean filipinos or puerto ricans on the team we do we do so I'm about to imagine yeah. that yeah. Manny Pacquiao probably that came was, up a that bunch. That was a name that came up. Um, and so we just compared all three of them and talked about, okay, you know, when you're looking at a softball team and you're looking at Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, and you're looking at um, Floyd Mayweather, like they all fight very different. Very, very different, right? Like whereas one is power, one is speed, one is defense, um, one is just cockiness and confidence and so what is going to be your thing because we can't have a team just full of power right you need a team full of a bunch of different things and so you know I think that that's been the fun part is them embracing who they are and you know from a boxing standpoint of that boxer has to know exactly who they are and what their strengths are because if you don't know who you are and what your strengths are you're going to get knocked out you're going to get knocked out quick and you know how do you bounce back and we talk a lot about what the team is okay who do you want in your corner Who's going to be in your corner when you have to go back to the ring? Because it is a lonely place to be in when you're the only person there. And so it's been really special. It's been really cool. Um, we just did um, a training camp weekend. So with boxing, you go to that. training camp, right? Like you shut off from the world for six to eight weeks. And so we shut off with the team for a weekend and um, we got them in the pool. We did an amazing race. We did a boxing class. Like we did a ton of stuff um, and just kind of got to see what they were made of. And so Are there any, any surprising performances from the team in, in, in the weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that some of the same kids ended up on the winning team all weekend and everything that we did. And there's no surprise to that. Like winners win. That's what we always talk about. And can you find yourself, you know, one of the last people standing at the end. And so that was some of the surprises. Um, I think that certain people starting to use their voice, certain people, you know, who we thought were tough, maybe backing down from some challenges. And it's like, okay, if you're going to do that now, what are you going to do when it gets really hard in season? What are you going to do when you're 0 for 25 and I keep you in the lineup? What are you going to do when I don't play you? And I put you in, in the seventh inning to pinch hit, like who are you going to be when adversity hits? And so that's kind of what this whole theme has talked about is you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit hard and who's going to get up. Cause if you're going to play in this program and you're going to play, for me then we're gonna throw some punches and so it's been fun let's dig in one other way was there a player that had a like a really pivotal moment you feel like you could share during that weekend yeah I think Gabby Sacco as crazy as it sounds and I know we talk about her a lot but like she's also this girl that is still trying to find herself in different ways and she she found herself and she led um, she wasn't afraid to use her voice. The other one was Cameron Orland, who was coming off an ACL surgery last year, and she has fought to come back and she's fought so hard and she wants it so bad. And so we took the team to play pickleball as silly as that sounds, but it was get you out of your comfort zone. Cause some play pickleball every day. Some have never played before. So it's, what are you going to do when you're doing something that you're not comfortable with? And so, um, Cam had been a little shy, a little timid coming back from this injury because she's scared to do it again in certain ways. And, um, her on the pickleball court was like a different human. And so we call her pickleball cam now, like on the softball field, like we want pickleball cam, right? Like we want tough, you know, you know what, like we want that girl. And so I thought that was her breakout weekend. So between those two, I thought it was a really good weekend for them. That's a good thing for the team because we need, we're going to need both of them at different times and in, in very different ways this year and kind of just last, last fun thing. Um, and thanks for hanging with me because I do, I knew this wouldn't be, wouldn't be short today. (laughs) Um, but, uh, kind of one, maybe just behind the scenes moment that people wouldn't, wouldn't know about from the team. I've, I've, I've already did a lot, but I, I like to always ask at the end because maybe there's something cool I wouldn't ask about that I get to learn about behind the scenes, this team. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I think what you see is what you get. I think that the fun thing behind the scenes is the relationship that the girls have with our assistant coaches and the relationship that they have with me as well is, you know, I think that it's so special and it's so raw and it's so real that, you know, if you walked up, you know, you would be like, are they friends or like, are those their coaches? But when we get on the field, it's business. And I think that there's, it's, it's so special. And it knows that like, it tells me that I'm in the right place is like, as cliche as it sounds like those relationships are what's priceless and um, you know, that they can genuinely be themselves and laugh. And like, I mean, they crack jokes on us all the time. Like they will make fun of us. We make fun of them. Um, And it's just a special relationship. And I think that that's something that people don't see on the outside because when you see us coaching them, it's intense, it's hard. It's, you know, it's they're, they're, they're getting after it, but off the field, it's, just like a group of, you know, 27, 27 friends just hanging out. And I think they go out and they do stuff together off the field. They do beach days. They do 
all kind of stuff that I think that that's what's special. And I think the other part is seeing them come together and do community service. That's a big thing for our team. And it's a big thing with our staff and how we all bond together is, you know, we want to have the most community service hours in the department and we want to lead um, the department in different areas. And so I think that that's what kind of long-winded answer, but I think that's what makes us special is the connection and the bond that we have off the field only makes on the field that much better. It's, it's easy. It's easy to see. And if you just put together dream 2024 yeah. season what does yeah. it look like you know i want to be the last team in the american plan whatever that looks like and we've talked about with with our team whether that's you know winning a conference championship whether it's winning um a regional going to a regional you know being the underdog like a jmu was a couple years ago sneaking into a super you don't know what the year brings and a big thing for us is we don't say like we have to win a championship we have to get to regionals it's hey like this is what we want um, we want to be the last team playing and whatever that looks like is what it looks like and play each game. Like it's your last embrace it. Um, and we'll just, we'll see what the year brings, but we're not going to put pressure on ourselves because the minute you lose one game, you think that, you know, that goal and dream is over, but instead it's enjoy the journey and the process along the way and be the last man standing. Starts very soon. Ooh, got yeah. A few weeks away, we're going to get to play some very real teams. Yeah. It'll be a good measuring stick, but yeah. I think I can speak for one and say, man, it would be a lot of fun to go and travel around for yeah. another NCAA tournament run because I got to experience that for basketball last year. And I, I want, I want more of that in my life. Hey, well, come on. We're, we're going to give you a show this season. So that's my goal. And I look forward to continuing to cover it and talking to the team and having a great 2024 softball season. It's something I've been looking forward to. For well, I appreciate last you. Year. Thanks for having me and go else.